Hello, hello, everybody. This is Ali Moon. You're listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. I'll hold your hand. Don't worry. Literary treats await. I'm back, bitches. Fuck yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Oh my god, I got the permission from the publisher today. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. Anyway, they said basically Shauna Cross has all the rights, and here I was waiting for nothing. Yeah, they made me wait like five weeks. And if I wouldn't have followed up with them, they would have probably made me wait maybe eight weeks. So, without further ado, I will be reading Whip It. It's Friday night. Fucking freaky Friday, baby. Couch party. Let me tantalize your palate. Tantalize your ears with a little audio candy of The Whippet Reading by Shauna Cross. Yes. Hang tight. I have no whippet sound effect right now. That's as good as I get right now. All right. I'm freeballing it. I don't have any boss jock. I have nothing except for my phone. No fancy Yeti. Just my voice and my phone. All right. This chapter of the Whippet book is called Runaways, Joan Jett's First Band and Me. So I'm sitting here in my made-over bedroom, picturing it catching on fire, which is a comforting thought, but only for a few minutes. I start to feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin all over again. This grounded until further notice thing is total bullshit. My clock reads 513. Malice will be swinging into the OJ parking lot in 17 minutes. And you know what? I'm going to be there to meet her. Skates or no skates, my ass will be in that seat and headed for Austin. I grab my Emily the Strange satchel and stuff as many clothes as possible. It can't... Fuck. Let me start over. I grab my Emily the Strange satchel and stuff as many clothes as I possibly can in it until the stitches are screaming and begging for mercy. Then I climb out of the window and make a run for it. I break into a dead sprint to meet Alice, which sounds dramatic, but trust me, it's hard not to feel like a loser running through the streets of Bodine, Texas with an overstuffed Emily the Strange satchel slapping at your thigh and sliding off your shoulder every other step. But then again, I guess there's no cool way of spontaneously running away from home. Thank God Malice is on time. She skids into the parking lot like a getaway car in a heist movie, complete with a fierce soundtrack blaring through her speakers. Thank you, New York Dolls. I throw open the passenger door and briefly look through the OJ window. OJ, by the way, is oink joint. But you all probably know that because you've been following along. All right. Where Pash and Birdman are both working doubles. That's overachievers for ya. Birdman mouths, good luck, while Pash scowls and turns away. Back at ya, babe, I think as I slam myself into the safety and comfort of Malice's ride. Where's your gear, Rufus? Malice asks. Stolen, I answer. Which is not entirely untrue. Shit, well, don't worry. We'll get one of the girls to hook you up. 
she declares. She's a good egg, that malice. Nothing's ever a problem. There's always a solution. Thanks, I say. Ready to kick some holy roller ass? Malice, I've never been so ready in my life. She gives a hell yeah nod and holds up her hand. I slap it, thinking, bring it on, Dinah. I ain't afraid of you. I've got a lot of anger I need to work out tonight. Welcome back. Funny you meet me here tonight, huh? What, are we having a marathon or something? Yeah. Whip It by Shauna Cross. Whip your reading. This chapter's called Age Discrimination. Upon our arrival, Malice heaves open the door to the dollhouse. All right, bitches. One of you better lend Ruthless your size nines, she shouts, to drown out the pregame activity. Hammer's getting busy on the last-minute track repairs. Girls discussing which eyeshadow makes them look more badass. You know, the usual. Only this time we are met by silence, and not a good silence. The kind of silence that slaps you in the face. We see Razor huddling with the other team captains, and they all turn their heads as we walk in the door. What the fuck, y'all? Who died? Malice asks, trying to shake them out of whatever it was. Whatever they so collectively tweaked out. Tweaked out. <laughs> Let me do that again. Trying to shake them out of whatever they so collectively tweaked about. All right, here we go. Malice, we need to talk, Blade says. Bliss, don't go anywhere. Dinah gives me a smug look, and I don't register the gravity of the situation. Sometimes I'm slow, but... A few minutes later, I'm up to speed. Brace yourself. This isn't good. Apparently, it has come to the league's attention that I may not actually be 18. In fact, that I am, in fact, 16 years old. Which, if you ask me, should be no big deal at this point. I can skate just as well as, or better than, some would say. Not me, because I'm not conceited that way all the other girls, and Lord knows I can hold my own on the party front. No matter, sorry, no maturity gaps there, but there's no pleasing some people. In light of the fire marshal scandal, the team captains are afraid of any issue that might jeopardize the league in any way, or as Malice explains, Ruthless, if you got hurt, your parents could sue us and shut us down entirely. She's shorter. Shorter. She's shorter. She sorta has a point. As annoying as my mother is, I could totally see her threatening a lawsuit. It would not be the first time, but I'm not about to admit that. I'm still hung up on why they're all suddenly suspicious. I'm suspicious of their suspicions. Someone heard a cop say you were 16 at the fire marshal bust. Juana says. Anonymous tip, Dinah adds with so much pride. She might as well have I ratted you out tattooed on her forehead. I knew she was low. I just didn't know she was this low. If I weren't such a lady and a model citizen, 
I'd kick her in the face with my skate. If I had my skate, she's lucky I don't. Let's just leave it at that. Malice looks like she might cry when she says, I'm sorry, Ruthless, but if you can't prove that you're 18, well, we can't let you play the game. Note to self, it's always good to have a fake ID just in case. (laughs) By this point, my entire team has gathered around us. I expect them to be pissed off, to swarm me like a vicious girl gang at a point-proving mission and beat me to a pulp. Instead, they're all really kind and really disappointed. Finally, Emma says, What if we get permission from your parents, if they agree to let you skate? We won't be liable. All the other girls pipe in, Yeah, why not? And, Yeah, you should try that. Really? They're sweet girls, but they have no idea what they're up against. I haven't even mentioned the fact that I ran away from home two hours ago. They all turn and look at me, their hopes and dreams of this game sitting perilously on my skinny shoulders. And yet, their belief in me is seductive. I start to believe it too, and that kind of power can make you think things, do things, crazy things. This chapter is called, and the point of even playing is, I would love to infuse this part of the story with some kind of noble. We did the best we could. We're still winners, even though we lost. Booyah, spirit. But the simple truth is that the Hurl Scouts got slaughtered by the Holy Rollers. And of course, Dinah's gloating all over the place like she's God's gift to Derby. And I still want to kick her in the face with the skate I don't have. But I'm kind of busy at the moment. I'm on the phone. As Malice's new official roommate, I now have access to a cell phone. So I immediately dial Oliver, hoping to catch him before they go on in, where is it again? Cleveland or Cincinnati? Not that it matters. What matters is that I need to hear his voice in the worst way. Seriously, if Oliver can't be here to wrap his arms around me, then I'll happily wrap myself in the sound of his voice. Excuse me, but all I get is a voicemail. Hey, it's Oliver. Leave me some love. Beep. Even though all I get is a recorded voice, Oliver, it's comforting to hear actual evidence of his existence. I even skip leaving a message so I can read Al and listen to his voice again and maybe get him to answer. No dice. It goes to voicemail. I take a deep breath and launch into a rambling message that, to the best of my memory, goes something like this. Hey, Rockstar, it's me. How's tricks? I'm okay, I guess. Well, not really. I'm kind of at war with the whole world today. And the world is winning. Anyway, I sort of left home, long story. But you can call me back on your on Malice's phone when you have time.
I miss your voice and um, everything else. Even though I'm pretty crestfallen at the moment, and believe me, whatever my crest is that has fallen, I'm grateful to still have Oliver's hoodie. It's my new security blanket as I crash on Malice's futon. In Malice's perfect little apartment full of thrift store fabulousness, I hear echoes of her playing the Velvet Underground in her room. All I can think of is about... All I can think about is Oliver and how missing him has suddenly gone from an annoyance to an ache. It physically hurts from my stomach to the rest of my body. I can't wait for him to call me back tomorrow so we can at least have a few minutes of a few minutes to talk. I'm so sorry, Bliss. I feel for you. Well, I had a 12-hour day, and now it's officially 12 midnight, and I'm going to call it a wrap. I gave you a few chapters to savor for a while, and my plan is to hopefully hit this whip it book this weekend hardcore. We're going to finish it. We're going to wrap it up, okay? I've made you guys wait way too long, and I want you to have some satisfaction of having a completed book. Yep. I do. I want to finish it for you. And then I'm going to start hitting the Alice in Wonderland pretty hard. And then in the mix, I'm going to start adding. For sure, by October 1st, I'm going to start reading The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll Muster Hyde. And my own side research, I'm actually going to start renting a lot of the movies that were based on that book. I think there was a love interest, some Mary person. I don't really, I don't know, I don't remember. But anyway, I'm going to start renting those movies just to get a little flavor of what it was in the cinema. Just so I can get some visual. Just for my own personal satisfaction. So I hope you enjoyed those whip readings. And, you know... That I just I just have to say I'm just <laughs> I don't want to be annoyed that I had to wait so long to finish this and like get permission and stuff like that but oh it was such a long wait and it was getting so juicy you know it's like I forgot where I was and I had to go back to my other um, readings and like re-listen to it and say okay this is where I was I'm sure you're going to feel the same way so you might want to go back a couple chapters and just like refresh your memory on what's going on so again I apologize this had to take so long but for future endeavors I'm going to have all the permissions before I start even reading so these are the things you learn when you start to become a semi-professional podcaster not that I'm professional but like when you start learning the ropes nobody teaches you these things you just have to figure them out on your own And uh, you're bound to have some growing pains. Have sweet dreams, everybody. And I'm so happy you're with me. And I hope that I can give you many, many, many more months to years of audio candy. Wherever I am, whichever podcast I'm in, I hope that your ears are going to be tantalized. And you're going to be taking a trip with me to different lands 
and living in different worlds and hugging different characters. That's really what you're doing. You're living and breathing next to them and you're hugging them possibly. I don't know. That's my viewpoint. That's my vision anyway. (laughs) Have a good night. Welcome back, everybody. I'm still on my couch, by the way. (laughs) Reading Whip It by Shauna Cross. I'm Allie Moon. I'm your narrator tonight and every day and for many more nights. Maybe not in this book, but other books that you are going to listen to either on this podcast or my new podcast called Word Love. I wanted to call it Word Porn, but then I thought, well, people might be just distracted by the word porn. Especially if, you know, I'm reading a book where it's, like, kid-friendly. I just don't think porn would really fit. So I called it Word Love. Love is everywhere. Love is for all people. Yeah. It's for every generation. So that's why I called it that. Anyway, we are back. We're back. And this chapter is called In a Blaze of Glory. Ring. Ring. On a cell phone bar 